Hello and welcome to No Rest for the Weekend, where we go behind the scenes and talk to the creators of independent entertainment. I'm Jason Godby, and with me in the Rabbit Hole studio today, she is an accomplished actress and the star of the recent indie sci-fi film 2050, Miss Stephanie Bloom. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. We appreciate you. I always appreciate people for making the schlep to Brooklyn uh, <laughs> whenever they can. It's uh, it's a lot easier than me having to go to them uh, when they come to the studio. So um, I want to like delve right into it because we got a lot to talk about and yeah. we don't have a lot of time. So and in fact, we, you know, one of the things I want to talk about is your hustle and how you're able to do all this stuff. And you know, you're hustling to an audition like right after this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So uh, my fingers crossed that you'll uh, actually book you. it. Thank you. So let's talk, before we get into that stuff, let's talk about you. How did you get started? Like what was, um, what was the thing that kind of got you into acting and like what was your origin story, so to speak? I think I'm one of those actors or those people that, you know, just wanted to do it since a very young age. I've been doing this since I was nine years old, commercials, modeling, and then it progressed as I got older into film and TV. And, you know, I, I've delved in and out of it throughout the years, but it's just something I've always stuck with. And so it's like it's almost like you've never not done it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do commercials when you were a kid and things yeah, like that? Yeah, I wow. did. I mean, back in the day when, you know, not everything was electronic, you actually had to get on the train, go uh, into Manhattan, show your face. You couldn't do the self-tape interview no, back then. No. We met on when I we had uh, our, our red corporate uh, red carpet uh, correspondent, Ilaria uh, Malvete, interviewed you on the red carpet of 2050 yes. when, when you guys did the premiere here in New York, which is a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun, yeah. It, it was at the SVA st- uh, Theater, which is a really mm-hmm. nice theater. So, and you've been, you know, these past few months, you've been doing a junket uh, doing that. So I just wanted to touch on that movie a little bit, and then we'll kind of talk more about you and, and then get into the future projects that you've got coming out because you've got, like, you know, a bunch of things upcoming. So uh, for that movie, did, for people who haven't seen it or don't know or haven't seen our coverage of it, what, what is the movie about, essentially? Like, give us a little, like, little log line of the film, so um, to speak. Well, The Gist of 2050 is just about a family man who is just struggling to keep it all together. And he finds a solution in a parlor that his brother-in-law recommends to him. And uh, they, you can make sex bots, e-mates, androids. In, in the year 2050. In the year 2050. And... That's sort of where I come in. So you play uh, one of these, they call them e-mates? Yeah, um, I play an e-mate. Uh, or, you know, there's a several different names for it. Uh, how would you describe, like, okay, so for, you're basically, you're playing an artificially intelligent robot. So how, how do you describe the character in that way? You know, I mean, other than, you know, it's a like a pretty vacuum cleaner or something. Like, she, you know, she's not an appliance. Uh, does she have a personality? Like, how would you, how, if you said, you know, so the character you play is called Sophia. Sophia, yeah. So how would you describe Sophia? How would you describe that character? Um, well, Sophia is like a, uh, she's a blank canvas to the character Michael that he creates. You know, it's the tagline for the movie is customize your lover. So I guess each of the robots in the movie are customized to how each person wanted them to be. And my human in the movie, um, Michael, he creates somebody that... You know, he can't really he can't really connect with his wife in the film. And mm-hmm. he creates somebody that he could talk to, somebody that's curious about him and somebody that can, you know, explore things sexually with him that he doesn't do with his wife. 
So, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting. And I thought the film was interesting. And, you know, we, we talked to uh, the director, Princeton Holt, about it. I'm going to get him on the show one of these days. But I thought <laughs> it would be interesting to talk to you about this stuff from an actor perspective. Because, you know, you, you have you, um, who's, you know, you're kind of, you're made, the, the character is made by an adult. Yes. You know, then you have Stormy Maya's character, whose character looks like she was made by a 13-year-old boy. You know, <laughs> like she just, you know, like if, if somebody introduced me to her and said, oh, this is a sex robot, I'd be like, sure, yep, totally. <laughs> Whereas, you know, I think your character is maybe a little bit more, because she's designed by Michael's brother-in-law in the film, um, I think. Is it his brother? I think it's his brother-in-law. Yes, that, yeah. and, Drew. Uh, and um, so Drew, and, you know, I think Drew basically has the... He seems like a 13-year-old boy, you know, like, uh, so you kind of see the reflection of the person and who they create. So, you know, playing a role like that and, you know, you've done, you do the Instagram thing. So you're, she's on that. If you want to follow her, she's got uh, quite a following on Instagram and you, you put up a lot of great content there. But like. Do you ever feel like this is sort of a, a typecast or a trap that you're going to get sucked into with, you know, playing, you know, sex objects or, or you know, you know, like that girl kind of thing, the pretty blonde? And, you know, because we do ever since maybe Marilyn Monroe, that's been a like a, not not just a, a character type, but like a stereotype in society. And you feel like maybe doing that sort of thing is a, is it a risk for you because you you might get pigeonholed in that in that area well i feel like if you get pigeonholed or you know if you're typecast that's sort of like a funny term um i i feel like as an actor or anybody in the entertainment industry you you have control of your image you um you put out there what you want to attract and you know, if I wanted to play a high school teacher or an elementary teacher, I wouldn't be putting my most sexy photo forward to get the role, you know, of a sex bot or um, and vice versa. But, you know, I, I embrace it. I, you know, if those are the roles I can get, then bring them on. I mean, look at I Megan know what Fox. You mean. Look, yeah. at, look at um, Sharon Stone even. Like, yeah, they're known is, for being sexy. But it, it's crazy because, you know, and I can't speak to Megan Fox at all. <laughs> Neither can I. You know, she's <laughs> or I, can, I can't even compare. Also, a woman who looks like she was designed by a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> but uh, with, you know, someone like Sharon Stone, she's a good example. A very similar yeah. sort of type to you. And she was the pretty blonde, the, the femme fatale. But she's like a highly intelligent woman. And she's, she's got like a, a huge IQ and a great education. And... But I do understand the other side of that. When uh, I spoke to a couple of different, we've had a few different actors on the show, and one of, my, one of them was my friend Alan Lewis Rickman, and his first thing was, like, find out what your superpower is. Like, what, like what that. is that thing that you do better than anybody or that you do well? And for someone like you, or, but then, you know, so you put that forward and you get cast as that. But then when I had, actually, his wife, Yelena, on the show, she was like her superpower was like playing the foreign woman or the woman with the accent. Right. Even though she doesn't have an accent, but she speaks several languages. She speaks like Russian and Yiddish and Ukrainian and English uh, perfectly. And but she would get always like the girl who spoke Yiddish or like the girl who was Russian or something. And she's like, I'd I'd like to find some other things that I could do because I don't just want to. It's great with my agent to get first pick of the immigrant role. Right. But I don't yeah. just want to be the immigrant. 
And, you know, for someone like you, obviously, you've been doing this for a while. You know, this is your whole life. You probably don't know how to do much else at this point. You're like me. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's like people ask you, why are you a filmmaker? I don't, I don't know what the hell else to do. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but, like, do you feel like there's uh, other things that you want to explore besides this? And, and maybe maybe this gets you into a, a few doors, but you can do something more with it kind of thing? Is that uh, part of the evil yeah, plan? So I mean, I, I'm, I don't think I'm anywhere near done with where I want to be in the acting world. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think at some point everybody wants to um, explore in that field. I mean, I'd like to go behind the camera at one point. But like I said, I'm not ready to to do that anywhere near that yet. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, acting and being in front of the camera, it's a good it's a good start. I think we all kind of start out as actors in one way or another. And then we kind of find our, our way. Your niche. Yeah. You know, uh, and what you do. And you work a lot. I mean, you've been on television. Do me a favor, just so people know. Give give us some of your resume a little bit. So oh, you've gosh. done some television shows. <laughs> yeah, um, I do a lot of Discovery um, ID shows because um, you, you know they a lot of them film in New York. Right. So um, you know, it's always fun getting killed on screen <laughs> or having some like again some sexy love affair. You know, um, those shows are awesome. But you know, I've also done a lot of pilots like I feel like shows a lot of shows start up here and it's just a great way to you know get your experience and so as far as like the hustle goes so because I, I you know you've got several television projects that are you know coming out or trying to find a place and things like mm-hmm. that so you're doing different pilots and there's so much tv right now like there's an yes. incredible amount of shows that I can never possibly I, every other day somebody says have you seen and I'm like no I just <laughs> I've got you know I've got the shows that I watch and but there's so many out there which is great and I'm glad stuff is being done here in New York mainly because I don't want to have to move to California which, me too <laughs> um, but <laughs> at some point you know y'all got to go out there it's you have to you know even if you're a New York filmmaker kids at some point you will have to go out to LA oh, yeah. and, and pitch I feel or something. like in this business you're you're automatically bicostal right I, I mean so with that like how are you how are you getting work is it like all agent and manager are you talking to people yourself are you networking like how, how is that process uh, for you it's a mix it's definitely a mix uh, I don't think one agent can get an actor or a musician or a model that much work you know there are sites acting sites that you know agents use um, they have better access to the bigger jobs but I you know anybody that's aspiring to be in this field can submit themselves and you know. Do you still do that, or do you like do you find something? Say you're you know thumbing through backstage, or you're on Actors Access, or something like that. Looking, and do you say, oh, you know, so and so is casting? Do you you call the manager, call the agent, and say, can you submit me for this, or do you just submit yourself? For the most part, I submit myself. Okay. Um, I from my agent will submit me for things, and you know, it's a mixture of my agent, me, and I've worked with a lot of people twice, even three times. So they call you up. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what's great about this business. It's, it's so big, but yet it's a small world. Do you find for you that, I mean, obviously it's, it's relationship-based. And people, Absolutely. you know, like, oh, I worked with Stephanie on this. I liked her. So, you mm-hmm. know, we're going to do this together. Um, but, like, do you find that you get more work through the people that you know or more work or about 50-50 from representation versus on your own? Uh, I think it's 50-50, and it also depends. Uh, I feel like I got a lot of TV through my agent. I might do more film, and definitely commercial and modeling work is through an agent. So I I think you could just dabble into each area yourself, but you kind of have to be your own agent sometimes. Right. 
And but how do you? The, here's the question that all my actor friends are going to ask me: How do you get an agent? Like, how do you get? How do you get seen? How do you get in front of an agency? Um, if you want, give, I'm, give I'm some advice gonna... right here. If you can, <laughs> uh, if you, I don't know how you, you know, I mean, did someone just discover you or like, how did that work for you? You know what? It, it's hard to get an agent in New York. It is. Uh, I think it's a mixture of selling yourself, putting yourself out there, submitting yourself. The good old taking your headshot and resume and sending it to an agent works. I've gotten commercial agency from that and... A lot of it is word of mouth. Um, other actors, like I just recommended an actor from 2050 to my agent just because he, he's great. He's got a great radio voice, and I just think he did really well in the film. So, I mean, if you could help another actor out, that's that's the number one way is referral. That, you know, that's not a lot of actors say that because a lot of actors see it as a big competition, you know. And in a way, I mean, you, like, for instance, when you walk into a room, how many pretty blondes are in that, you know, for, for that casting? You know, how many? It's, it's overwhelming. It's, and especially yeah. now that things are electronic. I mean, after doing this for so many years, I could sit here and pick out in New York. I, I know who my competition is. I, I know <laughs> if I'm not getting the job, I know who is. I do. And after so many years, you, you, be, you become familiar with everybody. And Yeah, I mean, that's what I was, uh, you know, when, when I started acting, you know, this was 20-something years ago when I first came to New York, uh, I would look around a room and everybody was like five foot ten or taller and, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and, you know, the, like the tall, dark, handsome types. And I was like, well, I'm not any of that. So, you know, if they want somebody who looks like me, I'm the only one here. But, right. but you know, for the girl next door, I mean, I remember hearing actresses talk about it where they were in a room and they'd be like, why is the girl next door never a brunette? Or, right. you know, why? Why There's still that stereotype? Yeah. And like, why? Why is the bad girl always blonde? And like, there are these things that these sort of like things that have been sort of, I guess, etched into our psyches from movies where we we start to cast people that way in our heads. And it's only it's only when somebody proves you wrong that, oh, you know what, that person, the mom can look like the sexy blonde and the girl next right. door doesn't have to be this or but we you get you know, I mean talk about typecasting you know like there's all the, especially for commercials yes because commercials are so like quick so and now they're even faster they're like 15 seconds now because there's like a pre-roll of a YouTube video or something yeah, yeah. and you, <laughs> next thing you know you're like what I was only in that for 10 seconds <laughs> you know or like and you like how much character can 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 you convey in five seconds. Exactly, you know? exactly. Uh, it's all, that's why it all comes down to, a lot of it comes down to look. And, you know, like, I, if there's a great documentary, I don't know if you've seen it, about when they recast, when they did a, a revival of Chorus Line. It's called Every Little Step. Have you seen this? No. It's so funny. Like, if you're a theater kid like I was, um, it's basically the story of the casting of the Broadway show a Chorus Line, but, you know, in the 2000s. Right. So... It, what's amazing about it is, as as a theater guy who used to do this all the time, I'd be like, I've been in that rehearsal room. I know where that is. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's these kids. And, you know, the first time it's like there's people around, lying around the block, you know, cattle call. And it's like just looking for technique and type and yeah. literally looking at people and going, thank you. Like, that's that's what happens. And I think the good part about maybe film is that you don't get that as much. Like, you're not. No. Especially if you have an agent or if you're, you're either sending, you're either submitting your headshot or submitting a tape to somebody, it's not that kind of cattle call mentality anymore. 
Um, but no, you, not for film or TV, but for commercials and modeling, definitely. Uh, I mean, there's castings I've been to where I've sat there for four hours, and I'm like, we couldn't do this electronically first. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, well, with modeling, too, it's like, look, if I've seen your pictures, mm-hmm. I know what you look like. And it's also like, if you want to meet somebody, fine. You could be a beautiful sociopath, too, like, and then I might <laughs> hate working with you. For the most part, like... I know uh, my uh, my nephew. He's 19. Wants to be an actor and come to New York. He lives uh, in Delaware now, and he, oh, okay. he wants to, wants. To, he's That's been up here. Far. He's been up here a couple of times. He stayed on my couch. He's doing casting calls, and he's done a couple of student films and stuff. And there's always Philly. Yeah, and yeah, they do stuff in <laughs> Philly as well. But like, he came up here and went to an audition recently, and I'm like, dude, there's no reason these people have to see you. There's no reason that you couldn't have done a self-tape and just come in for the callback. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of test the the producers to see how good they are by the way they manage the audition process. You know? Absolutely. And then the whole Instagram thing has a lot to do with that, too. Now, you have a big following on Instagram, which, you know, I think, like, be gorgeous is probably the first part of that. <laughs> like, that probably helps a lot. <laughs> I am not gorgeous, so for, for my Instagram, <laughs> I have to take pictures of gorgeous people, which helps. But there's a whole culture of that, too. I was telling you earlier, like, I was on a commercial, and uh, the difference between the the girl who is in the background and, mm. and the one who's actually the star of the commercial is an Instagram following. Yes. Do, I, has I, that happened to you? Have you gotten... Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. I. I mean, sadly enough, I mean... I've seen breakdowns where they just want to know how many followers you have. And it has nothing to do with talent. It has nothing to do with who reps you or what you've done. It's it's how many followers do you have. And so that's the sad truth. All that time in acting school, <laughs> all that time, you know, it, studying Strasberg or Meisner Method or whatever you did. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, I guess it's just a, it's, it's a cheaper way for companies to endorse themselves without having to pay out for the advertising because the person that they're hiring that has a bigger following will do it for you. It's yeah, kind of two birds They're with one buying stone. a following, yeah. essentially. And, and that's what I've tried to tell people also with, like, different uh, web series and digital series that have been picked up. It's like the people that get picked up, the two ones that I hear all the time is, like, Issa Rae's show on HBO and High Maintenance, which is also on HBO. Those shows had a big following before they got picked up. Mm-hmm. Like HBO didn't buy the show. They bought the following. Right. They bought the audience. Is that just like, is that just going to be it now? Like if you're like, say you're an actor, an actress, and you want to get, I still use the word actress. I'm, uh, do you prefer actor? I don't know which one people prefer. Uh, it doesn't is bother that, me either. So if you are that, is like, is part of your goal now, like you have to build an Instagram following before, you know, you can get I hired? I sure hope not. I really hope not. Because uh, I know so many actors that just want nothing to do with social media that are absolutely amazing. And they've been in so many recognizable things that... Social media is just not for everyone. Yeah. I mean, for someone like my friend Alan, who's been around for a long time, he's been on Broadway, he's done shows on HBO, he's done movies for the Coen brothers and stuff like that. And he also generates a lot of his own work theatrically. You know, he's not so much of a social media guy. Also, he's a middle-aged dude. For guys like me, (laughs) I'm not not putting myself out there on on social media. It's any wonder that I can look at a camera and host this show. But (laughs) for if you're going to be that young ingenue type or you're trying to get commercial work, it just seems like it's it's a necessary thing now. And it, and whether you consider it a necessary evil or you can have fun with it, it's and it also, you know, for a lot of people it's a source of income. 
Right. I've I've gotten offers. I've gotten paid to post something sometimes. And like you said, it's the worst of the two evils. I I guess it's just a new outlet for new outlet for people to advertise. Is that the right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's cheap advertising, basically. Yeah. Like, you know, and uh, people use it all the time. I mean, I've done social media advertising for my projects, and it's great. I mean, I I, I don't know if there's any long term studies to see how effective it is. Or what it's doing to like the psyche of America or the people who are on it, because you know you do find yourself looking at it quite a bit and looking at yourself quite a bit. It's time you know? consuming. Yeah, it's a it's a job. Like people don't realize that. Like the people who have, if you've got eighty thousand followers or hundred thousand followers, that's a job. That's a, that's a second occupation right. that you're doing. I mean, all even the time. for myself, and I'm not speaking for anybody else. If I don't post things, if I don't, um, if I don't like put something out there for a couple of days, I kind of notice the drop, and I'm like, this. It's just strange. I. It's it's a it's a it's a monster that is never satiated. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're always feeding the beast, kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, anyway, I want to move on, but uh, before we have to wrap up here, so you got some upcoming stuff. And you, I said you, you think I think you told me you have a couple of different pilots that you're working on. Um, yeah, well, I just finished two. I had a very small role. Um, actually, again, it was is word of mouth kind of. I worked on a show called um, The Perfect Murder on Discovery, and the director started his own pilot and called me to have like sort of a small role on it. Um, I play a swinger, a swinger. Talk about typecast. <laughs> a swinger, um, as in. Like the lifestyle of swing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Um, cool. Yeah. It, it's actually, it's it's a comedy. It's it's really fun. But it's just, you know, I didn't have to audition for it. It's it's somebody I knew that I've worked with before. So that was great. And then I have another one that I'm actually currently filming called Little Cupid, directed by Candace Kane. Um, What's that about? And it's, uh, it's, it's about, it's actually the complete opposite of, what I'm typecast to do. I I play a mom and my daughter, we lose our, well, I lose my husband, she loses her father. He's been missing for eight years in the military and he comes back and the only one that can see him is my daughter. And Like his ghost comes back or he yeah, comes back? Yeah, he comes, I guess okay. you could say he, he sort of comes back as a ghost. Okay. And the show is based around um, him helping people fall in love that's why it's called Little Cupid, and he uses my daughter to help him gain his wings. And oh, interesting. I know. He helps your daughter fall in love well, with somebody? I mean, or? well, my daughter helps him, like, set people up to fall in love. Oh, okay. Oh, I okay, I got it. So she's she's sort of like the catalyst who's who's helping him. Yeah, and the entire time I'm thinking— And this is a this is a, a, a serial? This is a television show? Uh, yeah, it's okay. guaranteed on Amazon, um, but I think she's pitching it to a couple of different networks. Oh, fantastic! And, yeah, fantastic! It's 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 really it's it's like a family show. It's something that my my kids can watch. <laughs> right, right. So um, so you're a mom yourself. I am. Of oh three. my! So the, uh, you know, no problem there. Uh, you know, like it's just you know <laughs> acting, free time, acting, yeah. modeling. <laughs> <laughs> Three kids at home. Oh my God! I don't know how. Yeah, plus like, social media. Forget it. I have it all. I yeah, all I don't know how. I, I don't know how. Uh, Said no one ever. I don't know how you're sitting here right now. <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna wrap up. But uh, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. For people who want to find out more about you or find you on the web, where can they find you? So I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and I do have my website. That's. That's about all I can handle right now. And it's just what is it at Stephanie Bloom? Yeah, very simple. Stephanie Bloom. And uh, also on Instagram and Twitter at Stephanie Bloom. Um, and what, Twitter, the web- I'm Bloom Stephanie. Okay. And and what's your website? 
stephaniebloom.com stephaniebloom.com it's awesome. more simple than that <laughs> yeah cool i mean uh, every it's like one of that's another thing that uh, almost every artist should have is like their name.com if they can right. if they can find it yeah but anyway it's great to have you here and talk oh, about this thank stuff thank you for having me we'll have to do it again and you know when you have stuff come out update me Absolutely. you know because we're doing this new uh new show we're, we're doing a Friday edition of the show. I think we're going to wind up doing it every other Friday, or it's just an audio show, and we're going to report on news that's happening in the indie film world. So I'm having er- any guest who's ever been on the show send me press releases. You know, I'm going to be oh, in this, nice. or, you know, and say, hey, you know, if you like this guest, or she's an upcoming guest, or whatever, check her out in this thing. So just, you know, have, have your publicist send me some stuff. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to wrap up. Thanks so much for coming, and thank, thank you. you all out there for taking this trip down the rabbit hole once again. For more episodes and more of No Rest for the Weekend, you can always find us on our website, norestfortheweekendpodcast.com. You can also subscribe on all the channels, and, uh, all the podcast channels, Anchor, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, etc., etc. And uh, like I said, we've also added that new show. So if you want to hear the indie film new show, that you have to subscribe to on an audio channel, one of the podcast channels. I'm also going to put, uh, I'll probably put up some video like via that as well. But you know, you subscribers will get everything first. Once again, I'd like to thank my guest Stephanie Bloom. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thank you for having me. And uh, that's it for us for Behind the Rabbit Productions. I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.